Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Lisa, it has been fantastic to have you on the podcast all October long. Thank you so much for joining Bonnie and I. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yay! We try to make this fun and as painless as possible. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Well, I I don't want to interview you so much as have a conversation. Um, Honestly, because I'm not, I don't know if I'm a good interviewer. I don't think I am, but I like having conversations. I like having conversations. (laughs) There we go. Yes. So we shall totally do that. Uh, but I also wanted to know more about your work with Starbase Indy um, because I am a fan and a partial participant, I mean, in relation to what you do uh, <laughs> with the Star Trek convention. I've been kind of dabbling and doing little things since 2011. Yeah. But you, my dear, go way back. You go back <laughs> farther. <laughs> Just about five years farther. Yeah. There you go. It's still farther. Half a decade, <laughs> yeah. So when did you first hear that Starbase was like even a thing? So in 2006, I think it's the only year that Starbase ran commercials. And they had Uh Katie Sackhoff was a guest that year. And she she played Starbuck on the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yep. So her face is all over Facebook these days with the new series coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they had this commercial that would play on the sci-fi channel during Battlestar Galactica. It was Deborah Downey, who was in one episode of the original series and Mm -hmm. is a local uh, actor. And I saw it. I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw this commercial and I looked it up and I decided not to go because okay. I was going to go to Florida that week. Mm-hmm. And then the Friday before Thanksgiving, my friend I was driving to Florida to see called me up and said, bring a coat because it's going to be cold and rainy all week. Uh-huh. And I said, I love you, but I'm not going to drive to Florida <laughs> if it's going to be 55 and rainy. That is fair. I'm going to stay in Indiana, and I think I'll go to this convention because it oh. looks fun. <gasps> that is such a serendipitous thing. I do it. I'm is. not. I'm like, yeah. And, and it changed my whole life. My life divides very sharply into before and after on that weekend. Oh wow! Uh, it's like a tipping point. Almost. It really was a tipping point for ah. me. A very of all the weird random things mm-hmm. for a Star Trek convention to be a tipping point. That's beautiful it really yeah it is (laughs) but so when you first started going to starburst either the very first time or like if you started going regularly what was it about it what did it make you feel so i uh was in my mid-30s when i found it Mm -hmm. and i immediately within hours felt like these are my people ah oh my gosh i had i grew up as a science fiction fan Mm -hmm. um I, you know, grew up reading Heinlein and Clark and Asimov and, and then I became a grown up and I lived in the world and I spent, you know, the first 15 years of my adult life without any friends who really were science fiction fans. Right, right. You know, around a lot of people who do not know what it means to grok. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I went to this convention and I have always loved listening to long form interviews. So I got to see actors and they had a they had this uh, fantastic overly expensive guest list that year um <laughs> right 
And they, so it was great to, you know, it was Katie Sackhoff and Jonathan Frakes. And oh, wow. All the, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the other part of the story, I got to dinner with the stars Saturday night and I was mm-hmm. in love with these people and this experience. I'm like so excited. I've never done anything like it. Yeah. And I'm sitting at this table with people who are clearly on staff. And I start asking like, when, how can I get involved? How can I help? How can right, I help? Right, exactly. Right? And nobody will tell me. Oh, like hmm. it's a secret like, or something? Well, and th- I'm like, are there meetings? There've got to be meetings. I can right. help. Yeah, we're not going to have any more meetings. What oh, mean? What? No, there's nothing you can help with. Like, what do you mean? Well, here's what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. They had this huge, fantastic guest list. Yeah, which was going to cost them a lot more money than they were going to bring in. Oh no, mm. it was going to break them. And they had done that a couple of years in a row, and oh. they kept thinking they could turn it around. Right, right, And right. so the people who were on staff kind of knew they weren't planning to do it again. Oh, and that's no. why no one would tell me how I could get involved. Oh, gotcha. And I just thought mm. they, I wasn't cool You enough. thought you were being like, yeah, cool enough or being like <laughs> shunned I, out. Or, What's okay, the password? You don't, want, you don't <laughs> want me to be involved. I understand now. Oh. Um, and so I uh, made friends with Kim Huff, who was the con chair at the time. Right. And a couple of weeks after the convention, she called me up and started, we just started chatting. We've been friends ever since. And so the thing about fan run conventions, and I've come to find that this is true in that world very generally, is that it is a community. This is something that nobody gets paid to do. It's part of the fan run. It's part of the fan part of it. Right. Yeah. 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 It is a passion project. Uh, People ask me a lot of times like, well, you get paid for all this work you do. Like, (laughs) funny. No. (laughs) And they're like, well, then why would you, what are you doing? Because you're a fan. Because I'm a fan. It's like being a deacon in a church. There you go. Or coach of a little league team. It's a way of building a community. Right. Um, It's a way of bringing my chosen family together. People ask me about Starbase, which is always Thanksgiving weekend. And like, what do you get out of it? And my answer has become, it's my way of cooking Thanksgiving dinner for my chosen Mm -hmm. family. Yeah. Um, I love that, by the way. I think that's gorgeous because it does. It feels like it sums up the event Mm -hmm. because it does feel like it's family. Um, Very much so every single year that I have gone. So I love it. Yeah. And last year, 2018, was kind of a a watershed year for us in some ways. Um, We became a 501c3 in 2017. We're kind of changing the direction. Um, And often a thing that happens with all volunteer organizations is some people have to step away. And right. So in 2018, and change is kind of hard for some people change, as well. <laughs> change is really hard for some people. Yeah. Um, and so we didn't think we were going to be able to continue. Right. And we canceled it. And the community ro- basically rose up and went, no, don't take it away. We'll help. Right. help, help. <laughs> I need this thing. I want help. Please let me help. Um, exactly. Then save this thing. If and you love save this, this thing. thing. <laughs> right. And, and you were super involved in that. You ran that meeting. I knew there was passion for it. Yeah. And, it, and somebody needed to stand next to you and be like, no, 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 honey. Let them show you they love it. Because you've been working so hard on it. And not letting it kill you. And it's trying to kill you, but let them, (laughs) let them save you. (laughs) Well, and the other, the other piece of it for me is I have been in love with this thing since 2006. It changed my life. So I have exactly zero objectivity when it comes to Starbase Indy. And it's fair. You need that person. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, But also if this is only a thing that I love then right. it's time to let it go. And that mm-hmm. has turned out not to be true. Correct. Um, and so <laughs> we have people, and the thing that was really 
um, rewarding, I guess, or validating maybe mm-hmm. was a lot of the Why people. Not both? Yeah, maybe both. <laughs> uh, a lot of the people who got involved in the last year or two have come in and been like, this is so much fun. Like, right. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And like, this That's is. That's by ch- design. Yeah, this chosen family mm-hmm. piece. I mean, we show up and we work on a thing and doing something hard with people you like is one of life's great joys. It never feels like work. And yeah, and yeah. it's, you know, this is that we do this thing not because it is easy, but because it is hard. Yes. I go know, Kennedy, that's, go. That's a Kennedy line, right? Still, Getting us to the moon, right? But, it, but it's true. It fits this particular situation as well. And it's also, it's to the moon. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> Star Trek and it's outer space. <laughs> and we've gotten to have some really cool experiences experiences and provide them for for our community mm-hmm. um ethan cohen who was n- i think nine the last time we had dr wolf got to talk to this astronaut and Aww. get excited about going to mars when he grows up and now he Aww. i'm told does his uh, science homework more regularly and you Aww. know it makes the difference yeah um a couple of years if ago you can see it you can be he saw an astronaut right. and went i can do this and had an astronaut tell him, absolutely, you can do this. Here's, but you got to be work on your math you and science, though, right? because otherwise you ain't going to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently there was like a young girl who's going to be like, they picked her to be like the first lady in Mars or something. Oh. She doesn't have good math and science. Like, <laughs> she didn't have to have a master's degree first. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> she's working on me. it. <laughs> You're still waiting for your space camp application yes. as well, aren't you? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me, what is one common myth about running a convention that you want to debunk? Um, so I think just the... It is both more fun and more work than people think it is. Right. And um, there was a sense, uh, there's a sense that there's like somebody in charge and it's very much a community effort. Mm. It kind of has to be. There's a lot of moving parts in Mm -hmm. this. There's a lot of moving parts. And and so for me in my life, it has been a really great leadership lab. It's been a really great, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been a way to play with how do I come in and do something valuable? How can I learn these hard skills yeah um and but you get to own a thing right because for heaven's sake if you can come in and just take an apartment and make it your own we love that right please please please, you know uh and you know we had someone on our staff say to someone else on our staff a couple years ago and i love this you know the person was saying well they haven't told me there is no they there is only sky above us we get to make this thing i know it's fabulous it's fantastic (laughs) it's a little terrifying of not having that net but it's also very freeing to not have that net. like there's Mm -hmm. no sky above there is no limit to you so the net's not there and it's not underneath you either so it's like you know what just try it right (laughs) what's the worst that could happen you're in a loving we don't think welcoming well (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) How much does it cost? Not that much. Try mm, it. Just fine. go. Just it's go. Fine. Just it's do fine. it. It's, fine. <laughs> it's not going to break us. Yeah. You guys work year round though, right? Yeah, some of us do. Yeah. We have a core staff that works year round. And so we're doing things like figuring out who our main stage guests are, figuring out who our presenters are going to be, working with the hotel, getting our vendors lined up. So we have a lot of those communications that happen all year round. Yeah. Um, and then we still are looking for some volunteers 
and people who are going to come in the weekend of and help us set up right. our Starship Bridge, which right now is being rebuilt in my garage. <laughs> Sweet. Um, How many times do you get to say that? Right? There's a Star Trek bridge in my garage. There's Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. My, my brother did a party for uh, his 25th wedding anniversary, my parents' 50th, and he was texting me one weekend. And I'm like, how can I help you? And he said, I just need some sanity. And I sent him a picture. I'm like, well, we're setting a Starship bridge up in my garage right now. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure by most definitions, I don't have any of that to spare. Right. That's, <laughs> That's a very fair assessment. You're like, you came to the wrong gal on the wrong weekend for that. I, I've got but I'm having of, fun. I've got a lot of awesome to spare, but not much sanity. <laughs> uh, who needs it? Right. <laughs> Yeah, Embrace the awesome instead. <laughs> I think that's a lot more yes. fun. <laughs> I dig it. So stepping out of Starbase just for a little bit, because I want to get to know like the 360 Lisa, <laughs> um, because I because people are more than one thing. Um, one of the things we do at the library is we decided to alphabetize our biographies by the gal's first name, because some of them are interested and in exploring so many different things. And a lot of times they lose their last name right? and their last name changes. So you know what? Alphabetize by the first name because you get to be whatever you get to be. That's cool. <laughs> so uh, I've had the lovely fortune of knowing you for uh, a few years. And I love this about you. And it's also like most women that I also love. You do a lot of different things. And I, I, I love this about you. And I find <laughs> it fascinating. Because I think I kind of do the same thing, too. Yeah, <laughs> And it's one of those. So tell me about the things that you do aside from Starbase Indy. So um, the thing I might be best known for recently is the professional cuddling. Yes. Uh, and I got into that because I was doing consent education at conventions. Right. Um, mm. Which it, has been a very big component in the last couple of years. Because apparently people didn't know no means no mm-hmm. <laughs> at conventions. And, you know, and, and so we've even moved beyond no means no to only yes means yes. Right. And, and all of this is, you know, the world is changing around this very much with the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Where, oh, wait, that was wrong? Yes. <sighs> Common sense. Anyway. Well, but, but. Yes. Uh, we, you know, for generations have defined power as how many people do you get to hurt before somebody calls you on it, right? Yeah, exactly. So if we're going to define power that way, it's going to mess some things up. Right. And you and don't know what you don't know. Right. And you don't. Awareness. And yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of of misconceptions about that and right. a lot of ego gets tied up in and a lot of confusion. Um, my experience has been that the fan run convention world is half a decade to a decade in front of the normal world gotcha. the normal world that makes sense um, and we are struggling to make sure we're getting enough diverse voices with starbase yeah exactly and you know it's something that we're always looking out for because we want mm-hmm. to have the intention is diversity it, yeah. yeah it is because mm-hmm. this is science fiction has always been about playing with ideas yeah. about how the world could be different mm-hmm. and if you look at what's happened in the community over the last decade the world con stuff yeah um and with with uh, and your listeners may not know what i mean by that but a couple of years ago there were some people who went after the hugo awards oh gotcha i and remember the hugo awards yes oh, that was and the, the world con yeah the ah. hugo awards are presented at world con oh okay which is gotcha. by the way a fan-run convention those oh is people it really who staff that don't get paid to do it oh 
Oh, gotcha. Um, and so, you know, people have attacked this community and said, we need to be the bastion of old white men. And the community has risen up and said, no, uh, no, <laughs> exactly. That is not what we're going to do. So the most right. interesting voices working in this, in, in the literature, certainly are diverse mm-hmm. voices. Yeah. And so it's kind of cool to be a part of communities that do that. Right, exactly. And Star Trek is really known for that. I mean, if you look at the cast of the original series. That's what I was thinking of. For yeah. the time, it was incredibly subversive. Right. And and really not just progressive, but like creating a vision of a world that operates mm-hmm. differently. Right, exactly. To see different uh, teammates and, you know, different, mm-hmm. even when they're exploring other planets, meeting different species and different races. And mm-hmm. it's it's very much what Roddenberry's vision of the future was to be more inclusive and to be more diverse and compassionate too. So yes, no, I, I love that. Would you, there, there's a term that I have learned, uh, actually just this week, (laughs) (laughs) um, on my lunch breaks, I watch, I, I go and just kind of like see YouTube and I either go with what it recommends or I just kind of like put something in a search and I just kind of like go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason this week, I've been exploring Malcolm Gladwell. He has a new book out and I have three of his other books and uh, Tipping Point is one of them uh, that I'm going through. But he has this phrase. He calls himself a serendipitous learner. And I'm like, this is exactly what I'm sitting here doing on YouTube on my lunch break, (laughs) which is just, hey, universe, what am I supposed to learn today? I'll go to, you know, like TED Talks and I'll be like, which one looks interesting? Sure. Let's learn about cancer today. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just I'll just learn something because you do so many different things. Would you consider yourself a serendipitous learner? I I think I would. Um, I do a lot of listening to uh, the long form interviews like on uh, NPR. I'm a huge Terry Gross fan. Oh, very nice. I miss Diane Reem. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, although, you know, 1A does a great job. But those, mm-hmm. those sort of listening to people I would never go seek out on my own. Right. Uh, and hearing them talk in more depth than you can get in, you know, a three minute interview. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, my day job, I you know, gone back to work for a corporation for the first time in a decade, real recently. Wow! Um, I know, I'm so impressed. It's, it's yeah, it's really an interesting <laughs> transition. It was a great opportunity, but it is uh, my professional career, the one that you know pays me money because money is. You know, we're not at Star Trek yet. Mm-hmm. Let's get there. get there, but we're not there yet. Um, <laughs> is designing learning and typically for corporations. Yeah. And that field has changed so much because of technology now yeah. that everybody carries the internet in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now they have to know how to navigate it. <laughs> right. And <laughs> how so to the, ask the questions to find the answers. Right. And so the work of teaching people new things has changed from I need to give people information mm-hmm. to I need to curate and organize that information so they can use it. Exactly. And give them the tools to right. be able to like then go on and explore on their own, hopefully. <laughs> right. And being able to make that possible and look at how adults learn versus how children mm-hmm. learn because there is a difference. Oh, yeah. Different life experiences. And yeah. So all of that um, is just kind of interesting to me. I have said for a long time that my day job is as close as I have been able to figure out to get someone to pay me to be a student for the rest of my life. Oh, mm. I love it. <laughs> so I, I do. I love learning new things. Yeah. 
Yes. Oh, perfect. Would you also say that you are working on being a bridge between traditional and non-traditional? Because that's something that I even saw on your website because you're like, these are the Mm -hmm. non-traditional things that I do. (laughs) You're like, but I also do traditional things. And I'm like, I wonder if you think of yourself because I think of you as a bridge between the two. Like the why can't it be both? (laughs) Yeah, I do. I think that's um, part of one of the things that I do pretty well is I ex- I can explain things pretty clearly a lot of times mm-hmm. and I have my toes dipped into very non-traditional parts of the world right um and then I also enjoy spending time with people who are rooted in that very traditional model mm-hmm. because a lot of those systems are breaking down right now yeah uh, kind of outdated because they just were not working they were always <laughs> crappy systems well, frankly. There's that. <laughs> um, and now the the cracks are starting to show right you know? right and, and and there can be panic oh this is all i know what do i do <laughs> there's a lot of panic and so being able to say okay but here's why this is different right. here's why this is valuable here's how it helps you too mm-hmm. you know uh, so much of the work that i've been doing the last couple of years has been around consent and that gets into mm. gender roles and right. you know, we talk about toxic masculinity and it doesn't mean we don't like boys exactly but mm-hmm. what we do know there was a study done in the u.s the uk and australia a couple of years ago and they found that of the men who were most strongly aligned with traditional gender roles 40 percent of them had considered or attempted suicide in the prior two weeks right half Oof. of half of the men who die on this planet die by their own hand my goodness and so it's not this system doesn't work for anybody exactly it it has a huge cost Mm -hmm. and but trying to do things differently is really difficult right some people are scared to change once again yeah it's it's (laughs) scary to change it's scary to have only sky above you and to not have a net right and to make the rules like yeah. the, the one of the advantages of a traditional worldview is the rules are all written down already. Right, exactly. And if I follow this, I'll be okay. Yeah, and so looking at that, that way, differently <laughs> is uh, is challenging, and hopefully I can help people understand why it doesn't have to be so scary. Right, you can have one step in the traditional, one step in the non-traditional until you decide Right. To come on over to the other side and make your own rules. And, and maybe, it, maybe it works better for you and maybe it doesn't. But hopefully, right. hopefully it does because there's it's, choice. It's more fun over here. I promise. <laughs> Absolutely. I it love is, that. I understand why you think it's fun to just be mean to other people, but I promise it's more fun to do it this other way, please. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Oh, I dig it. Do you want to get back into like Starbase Indie 2019? Yes, let's talk about that. Oh, let's talk about this year because I'm actually, I'm very excited about it. Are you excited about 2019? I'm very excited. I'm really excited about what her Academy is doing. I'm excited about a lot. You are. You totally rocked it last year. Oh my gosh. We have already developed our schedule. We have sent it in. Yes. So that we're going, here's what we're doing. Yeah. So, her trading academy for our listeners, we 
we love Starbase so much. We want to take a load off a little we bit. We appreciate it. Oh my gosh, we appreciate it so very, very, very much. So Thank we're like, you very much. if you trust us enough, we oh, will run yeah. one room and we will program it with enough interesting things and make it interactive and stuff. Um, so yeah, so that is our glorious uh, skin in the game. And we have a really good time with it, actually. And that's good because we really love that you do it. It's Yay! amazing. Yeah, awesome. Well, I, we don't have a lot of other resources to help. So it's like, that's one way we can do it. But what are some of your favorite programs or events that are happening on the Starbase this year? Besides Uhura Training Academy, which we know, <laughs> we know, we know. Besides that, you know, that's really great. There are some other things we should talk about. Oh, there really is. You don't have to talk about our favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> we know she's pretty. <laughs> she's fantastic. Um, we've got so much cool stuff this year. Yay! I'm really excited to have uh, Dr. Erin McDonald back. Yes, absolutely. I missed seeing her last time, so I'm like, I'm not going to miss her this yeah, time. Yeah, she's fantastic. <laughs> she is an astrophysicist who teaches real astrophysics with pop culture. Yes. And yes. everyone told us that they adored her, so we brought her back. Yay! Um, basically, she's bringing Mary Chifo with her. Um, uh-huh. Mary Chifo is pl- plays the head of the Klingon Empire in Star Trek Discovery. Oh, mm. gotcha. Okay. And she's fantastic. Oh, if you nice. follow her all on social media, she looks like so much fun. And as I was driving Erin uh, uh, back to the airport mm-hmm. after the convention last year, she's like, I'm pretty sure she would have a great time at this event. Oh, nice. And so she's coming to play with us, and I'm real excited. Look at nice. that. Um, and That is part of the love of this convention. It's like, yes. just come to it. Have fun. And then you start dragging your friends to it because you're like, no, we're going to have fun at this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I love that our sort of our, our big name star guests do that for us as well. Because right. they, I mean, we do provide an environment that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We have a real strong presence of the Klingon language community. I've noticed that. It has it, been, it used to, I felt like it was Vulcan centric. And now I'm feeling like it is Klingon centric. What'd you do? Well, you know, <laughs> we, we brought in the inventor of the Klingon language for a couple of years. That'll so do it. That was part of it. The, the Kling- singing contest. Pop Warrior? Yes. She's one of my favorite humans, <laughs> okay. first of all. Um, oh, wait, one of my favorite beings. Yes, I'd be fair. Yes, yes, her exactly. Karen cosplay is amazing, but... Um, <laughs> But the, she sings songs in their original Klingon. Yes. I walked by the room and went, what is going on? This is fabulous. And she's got <laughs> such an amazing singing voice. Her concerts are a little short because, you know, there's only so long you that can hurt. sing in Klingon. That hurts after a while. <laughs> yeah. She's mighty but fierce. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is one of my favorite stories about 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, she, the, the Klingon pop warrior went on the Star Trek cruise this year. Ooh. And... She was in her outfit and she was walking up to meet Mary Chifo, who, you know, plays like the head of the Klingon Empire, right? Right. And Klingon to Klingon. Right. And she's walking <laughs> up. And as she's walking up, Mary says, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to meet you. Yeah. And Jen says, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> she was just so excited <laughs> to meet her. What, what is happening? And it Never turns, meet your heroes. <laughs> well, it, well, so here's how it turns out. She's been part of the Klingon language community. The translators all know Jen. Yeah. And they told all the people playing Klingons oh. to listen to her music for pronunciation. Oh, you're kidding. And she didn't know it until Mary told her on the, cl- on the cruise. That's a major compliment. Oh, and wow. so we, we are pretty sure there's been some talk on Twitter. Mary's going to get on stage and sing one of the songs in Klingon. Oh, nice. Um, I recently met the, 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 there are two people who are doing the Klingon translation mm-hmm. 
for Star Trek Discovery. Like this is a new thing they're getting paid to do. Right, right. Um, one of them is teaching a class on cursing and Klingon for us this year. Yes. yes. Um, Brilliant. Right? <laughs> and the, the other one was at the Klingon Language Institute and I got to meet her briefly. And I'm just saying I love there's a Klingon Institute. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I know, right? That's Isn't this amazing? amazing? This cool. is, this is... Uh, that job didn't exist 20 years ago. <laughs> and it's very much a passion project. Or 50 years ago. <laughs> too. And at the end of this, they spend three days in a hotel just working on their Klingon. Oh, wow. And it happens in Indianapolis. So I got to go to the basically closing cabaret. Right. And they, oh yeah, where they perform things in Klingon. <laughs> yes, they do. And one of the things that got performed this year was the Baby Shark song. Oh no, not the Baby Shark so song. So let me just tell you my but, you experience. Know, I might, okay, I might like it better though yeah. in Klingon. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm sitting in the audience of this. I don't speak Klingon. Right, fair. Um, I run a convention instead of learning Klingon. <laughs> I'm gonna get there. You're but, a little busy, mm-hmm. right? And so somebody they pass out this piece of paper. Yeah, and. The woman who's the lead translator on Discovery looks at this piece of paper and busts out <laughs> laughing, and she's got the best laugh. And I'm sitting there with our head of programming, Jennifer Powell, and we're looking at each other because neither of us have any clue what's about to, what's going on. Right. And then they start singing, and she had to tell me what it was because I'm not cool enough to know what the Baby Shark song is. I but. only know it like the first two seconds because my daughters immediately turn it off. Right. <laughs> They're like, no. And it's just like amazing oh my and, gosh but the thing that's really cool again this science fiction approach of okay so if this species existed yeah. how would they be in the universe what would their view of the universe be and how would yeah. that be different and so it's a really fascinating community of people figuring out the language and mm-hmm. it's not like i there's a video up on our social media right now that mm-hmm. is the inventor of the klingon language telling people to buy their starbase indie badge oh, in nice. klingon yes nice. <laughs> and the really cool thing was i asked him at, at the kli this summer if he would make that for us and he likes us he's been a couple of times yeah and so he put his head together with someone else there to figure out how they would say that because there's always this yeah. sort of like wait how would they language this before right. he could because yeah. I always thought oh you can just rattle it off right not even the guy who came up with the language can do that because <laughs> is there a word for indie you know what I mean uh, right some well, of them he, probably don't have yeah and he just you, he used the Terran word for Starbase indie but then uh, the, the, okay. what would they say and mm. so uh. the the actual translation is something to the effect of go to Starbase indie or be a disgrace to the empire <laughs> Nice. So, um, yeah. So th- this is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> it's not all Klingon, though. We've got oh, yeah. a lot of cool science. We have a bunch of NASA people this year. Yes, NASA. Um, we've got a we've got a presentation. This is maybe my favorite presentation name. Mm-hmm. Um, it the the last half of it is suck, squeeze, bang, blow. Now, do you know what this is? That sounds. Fr- why can't I place it? That does sound familiar, though. It, it's the function of an engine. And so the whole title is Jet Engines 101, Suck, Uh, Squeeze, Bang, Blow, presented by someone who is literally a rocket scientist working for NASA. Sweet. Um, It's not rocket science. Oh, wait, it's rocket science. Oh, actually, (laughs) but it is. That is incredible. Yeah. And we've got a, a Purdue professor coming in who's talking about the things that he has done for NASA. Because, you know, something about West Lafayette makes people want to leave the planet. (laughs) 
Because Purdue that. has graduated more astronauts than pretty much anywhere hmm. else. I know. And also uh, Amelia Earhart was there for a mm-hmm. little bit, too. She was trying to get off this rock. <laughs> right? It's like, how do we get... Oh, do I have to say I think not? I mean, but they're really smart, though. So let's give them right. that. So they're really Absolutely. smart. And then they're like, now we got to get out of here. Now we got to go. <laughs> yeah. We've got a speaker talking about... Um, genes germs and the curious forces that make us who we are so you know that technology not not outer space but inner space inner space i like that yeah a whole galaxy in here (laughs) yeah and so these aren't even the people on our main stage if you go to our website you can see our main stage dress and they're fantastic it's always great to meet the actors we've got uh tracy coco who was in 100 episodes of next generation nice we've got chris doohan who has been in uh, star Mm -hmm. trek continues his dad played scotty so he grew up with star trek right yes um and mary we've got dr mcdonald we've got uh the klingon pop warrior we've got the shake-ups coming they're a fantastic local band everybody loves them they're adorable Um, they really (laughs) they really are Um, they're sugar-coated fun (laughs) yes they're so fantastic Um, we've got mark gunn he sings like firefly song firefly yes. sci-fi drinking songs right exactly yes, yes there we go <laughs> yeah so we've got this great variety of sort of main stage guests yep. we've got all of these panelists that are doing uh conversations we've got a writing workshop that's right is this the first time starbase has ever done a writing workshop or is this something that's like so coming back this is something this is the first time we've ever done something this extensive it's a whole weekend wow. of programming and you don't have to go do that all weekend but you could but you could there's going to be a room right. there all weekend yeah. and an editor and a professional author and you know who's sold books and you know they're doing this thing that a lot of people are really interested in yeah we're going to bring some of the scientists in to talk about how to get your science right in yes. your writing. like that's a common question it is mm-hmm. and it's a hard thing to do it is yeah um so we've got a great set of programming there yeah well are you guys also are you doing it because it's november is national novel writing month is that the tie-in or did you not know? <laughs> I do know about NaNoWriMo. Okay, yes. I aspire to do it someday when I'm not running. You're indie a November little busy is, in November. November is just a deal killer for me. <laughs> like, really no, I cannot, I cannot take out a new project in November. If you could work. write a novel pretty much the weekend after Thanksgiving until the end of the month, then you could nail it. No. If you had any spoons left at the I'm end of that. sleeping for that <laughs> weird coma at that point. No, that's fair. It's fair. Uh, yeah, I actually <laughs> have the Monday after blocked in my calendar with the note, please actually leave this freaking day free this week. <laughs> right. So if you're, I'm like, no, don't be I driving can. anybody. No, just, don't just be go, go, catching go in. Yeah, that. it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is actually, this is a thing that we've brought because... Blake and Deanna, who are running it, mm-hmm. run this uh, writing, or Deanna runs a writing workshop with Seton Hill University. Oh, nice. And they... It's their I, wheelhouse. They know it, it, what, it yeah, is, they know what they're doing. It is their wheelhouse. And I have met them at other fan-run conventions. They're yeah. all involved in fan-run conventions. They do a party uh, called uh, Books and Beer. Yes. Where mm. they... That sounds like our jam. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a nice sort of low-key party. If you have been to a thing, to the fan-run conventions... In Indianapolis, you have maybe heard of a bar fleet party. Yes, that's, big party. That's a big party. Uh, we've had a couple of years ago. Robert O'Reilly told us it reminded him of Studio Fifty Four and its heyday. You know, I can kind of I get that feel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's the Klingon party upstairs from there that he said was like Cheers, where everybody knows your name and you kind of right. hang out. Yeah. And the, the books of beer party is a lot like that too, more kind of quiet, chill right. space. 
Gotcha. Um, yeah. So we're got we're a variety of parties. Oh, right. <laughs> we have drink with a scientist coming back. Yes. This is the Indiana Sciences again, bringing in a variety of people with uh, science backgrounds, and just go buy a drink and sit down and ask them whatever question is in your head. I know. I love that. It's yeah. It's a good. It's great access. Right. <laughs> and it's so much fun to talk to people who are passionate about whatever they're talking about. Right, exactly. Because passion carries passion. Yeah. So even if you're not a rocket scientist, <laughs> you can totally jam on somebody else's uh, passion for it. Mm-hmm. And, and totally dig it. I love that. So this, like, it can't be cheap. I mean, you've got a lot of different programming going on. You've got a lot of people working on this. Now, the volunteers are working for free, but there's mm-hmm. still things that cost money. Um, how does Starbase stay afloat money-wise? You know this has got to be a question that people are wondering. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we, we don't have big corporate money behind us. Right, exactly. You know, every year we ask, who would you like to see? And people are like, Nathan Fillion! You're paying for it yourself! Patrick Stewart! <laughs> <laughs> Me too! <laughs> yeah, right? Me I too! I love that! Yeah. <laughs> um, it is, it's a challenge every year. Right. Uh, most of our income comes from the badge sales, people who right. buy tickets to come to the event. Yes, so buy badges. Um, so please buy, buy, please buy your badges. Buy them early. <laughs> yes, um, exactly. Because this is the thing. I had someone tell me this uh, Monday night. She said, you know, before I started working for conventions, I always bought my badge at the very last minute mm-hmm. because it's a little more. And I thought I'm helping the convention by giving them money, more money. You know, <laughs> we'd rather have your money early so we know it's coming. Correct. Otherwise, um, it's a panic. Yeah. It, y- you don't know what's coming. So just, yeah, yeah it's rather to have it now uh, what is it uh, uh, two birds in the hand yeah but yeah we, we, we <laughs> like we like to have that um and there the, nobody who is involved in working on this event as a volunteer is making any money off of it in fact right. most of the volunteers um are paying full price for their badges and putting extra money in right because like if you're if you are running your kid's soccer team, you're buying the snacks yourself because exactly. that's just what you do. Yeah. It's that kind of community effort, right? Yeah. It's even helping out the teachers by getting, you know, right. extra pencils and school supplies and, mm-hmm. and donating them. You're just, you're putting money and support behind something that you love. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And we've been, uh, when we made the transition to being a 501c3 mm-hmm. organization, that allowed us to go after some corporate sponsorship. Yep. Um, we also... Like we're qualified to be your Amazon Smile charity if you yes. use Amazon Smile. Mm-hmm. If you are in Central Indiana, you can be. There's a Kroger Community Partners thing. Right, exactly. Um, and so we're tr- we do some fundraisers where we'll go to those restaurants that are like show up and eat on this Thursday. Show and this we'll sheet, get, yeah, that you're mm-hmm. with us. And yeah, yeah. And give you money. Yeah. And so we're able to get some of our money that way now. It helps. Every it little does. bit helps. Every little bit helps. We're trying to we're trying to diversify. We're trying mm-hmm. to be able to so we're trying to do more scholarships so that we can bring this programming to a wider variety of people. Right. Um we are for the first time we are not charging for volunteer badges. This has been a long gotcha. standing tradition with Starbase Indy. Mm-hmm. Um we do know a lot of our staff are buying their badges or making a donation. Right. Um, but we have a lot of people for whom that, that money w- is a big deal. And we want right. to make sure we can bring this event to people. 
as as wide a variety of people as we can. Exactly. It's absolutely fair. I think that's magically wonderful. <laughs> yeah, and, and when you come to when you come to Survey Cindy, every uh if you buy signatures from our actors, that money mm-hmm. goes back into the convention. Yep. If you spend money in the vendor room, obviously we don't get a piece of that, but it helps keep right. our vendors happy and, and they if do they're happy to be there. Right. And, so, and then they know, come back and, and they get more people to come and be vendors. Yes. <laughs> yes. And most of our vendors are small businesses. They're creators. Right. Um, it's a place where you can get unique holiday gifts. It's Thanksgiving weekend. It's, so it, it's it, like the, you know, shop local. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Black Friday and Small Business Saturday fall right. on our weekend. Exactly. Come do both mm-hmm. things. I know. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you can find very good geeky goodies in that vendor you room. You really can. Absolutely. <laughs> it is too fun. It's like a live Etsy store. Yeah. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I d- and also um, a little bit of a collector's store, too. Yeah. Because there's some hard to find stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, that is there, too. I mean, especially with the Star Trek goodies, because that's the one thing. Yes. And I'll be like, all right, so Josh has that and he has that. And that's worth money. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. That's Who knew? Just sitting in an attic somewhere. All right. Cool. Babe. <laughs> well, I have not interviewed in a very long while. Uh, if you were me, is there any questions? that you would want me to ask that I forgot to ask. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think you've done a great job of okay, asking sweet. me all the questions. Sweet. Maybe more questions. Than- <laughs> there you go. Because my nervousness knows to no bounds where it's like, well, no, I want to tell a story and cover the thing. Like, I, you know, I do research and I'm looking at these historical ladies. I'm not asking them in person. I'm just like question after question. Yeah, but, you know, you don't have to do research because you show up and you're part of our family. Right, so, you exactly. know, this thing. Yes, I'm drawing off an, uh, drawing off experience sort of yes. thing. So, yes. Um, so tell the good people, our good listeners, where can they learn more about Starbase Indie and where can they buy that badge? Because they need to buy that badge. Yes, yeah, StarbaseIndie.org. Sweet. And if you put backslash store at the end of that, you'll go right to our store. So there's big buttons on our website that help take you to the store. If you right. Don't, It'll, you it helps. But <laughs> starbaseindy.org. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Come play with us on Thanksgiving weekend. It's super fun. I promise it, it really, is. It really, really is. It's fun. It's welcoming. I'm I'm a Star Wars girl. My husband is a Star Trek guy. We are a bi galaxy marriage, a mixed marriage. <laughs> um, it's a mixed marriage. We it works for us, and so it's one of those things where um, I was invited. I'm like, you know what? Hey, you know what? I just love anything space related. I love anything movie or TV related, and it's one of those things where I'm like, I love this. And I feel a little bit like a betrayer because I'm like, I know I'm a Star Wars girl, but I really enjoy the environment. And I love the idea behind the show and having it be personified, not only in you all who are running it, but also in the people who are there, too. So I just love it. You know, and we had an improv troupe come in last year and they were talking to us about, you know, well, obviously we'll make fun of Star Trek versus Star Wars. I'm like, you know, except everybody's heard it already. Everybody's heard it, but it isn't true. No, I mean, it's not one against the other. Right. We're all fans of multiple universes. Exactly. I mean, I don't know anyone and I don't know everybody, but I don't know anyone who doesn't like more than one franchise. Exactly. You know, people who are science fiction fans tend to be, Fans of things that cast the world in a different light. Exactly. The, po- the idea of the possibility. How could the world be different? What would it be like if this were the system? Yeah. And what would it be like if that were the system? And so we like these different things. The thing 
but you know, if you have space for me on the Death Star, I'm probably good right here. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to go live in Pan Am and play the Hunger Games. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I'm probably divergent, but probably don't want to live in that universe. That don't want to try it out. <laughs> that would probably go poorly for me as well. Right. Um, you know, Firefly, I love the show, but again, there's a lot of dystopia there. There right? really mm-hmm. is. We're, They're living on the edge. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. got a lot of properties that are very dystopian futures yeah star trek is a utopian future yes it's hope it it is hope and it is uh you know humans vision things before they create them Mm -hmm. this is why so much great technology shows up first in science fiction i know right so much of it showed up in star trek and now you know when in 1966 uh when that first episode aired the doors of the grocery store didn't do that thing oh Right. I mean, so a lot of this that they we do that thing. just well, I carry a communicator around. Right. Right. I don't lower smartphone now. I don't <laughs> stop and freeze when I talk on it. <laughs> I might be safer in the world if I did, but I don't. I mean, some things they didn't have quite figured out. But <laughs> a lot of this stuff shows up here first. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I'm going to try this attempt of a signature ending question uh, because this is the first in a new idea of interview series. I'm going to ask each person that we interview the same question we get the first one you get to be the first one to answer the signature question the signature question. and then who knows maybe one day there shall be a mashup you know what i mean (laughs) episode of these are all the different answers and you know diversity the variations (laughs) on a theme yes um so the question is if you could guide gals to one thing what would it be and your answer today can be different from your answer tomorrow or the next day or the next day. But today. Oh, that's good. <laughs> what would it be? So if I could guide gals to one thing, it would be figuring out what they love in the world and doing more of that. Yes. And figuring out who they are and that idea of just putting that out there. Uh, you know, earlier this month we talked about Greta Thunberg and mm-hmm. like yes. she's following just that passion, just being who she is. And if people don't like it, then that is not her problem. Get out of the way. Right. Don't stop her from doing it because she's going to be doing it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> You are the only you there will ever be. Exactly. And so tap into that and just go out into the world and make it so. Yeah, I like that. Make it no. so. Make it I so. see what you did there. <laughs> you are brilliant. Yes, no, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lisa. I very much appreciate it. <laughs> now, everybody go to starbaseindy.org. Starbaseindy.org and buy that badge. Please, buy, buy that badge. Please, please, please. I'm working really hard for these by batch. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Galsguide patron today. Thanks for listening.